You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast today. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? Philippians 2.16 tells us, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Those of us who know the Jewish Messiah as our Lord and Savior and God, one day the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is going to take us out of here, the bride. And are you a member of the bride? No, you don't become a member of the bride by joining a church. No. You become a member of the bride of Christ when you get born again and you get placed or baptized into the body of Christ. This is a supernatural, spiritual event that happens. It happens for every born-again believer. We become part of that body. Yes, the old-fashioned New Testament local Baptist church standing on the Word of God is emblematic of that great bride in heaven. And part of her is up there, you know. Every saint that dies before the rapture since Calvary makes up that bride. And, well, we're not all up there yet. But one day, the bride in totality will be together. And the Lord has prepared a place, you know. Yes, that's why I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing in the day of Christ that's coming for us believers. Isn't that what Jesus was referring to? He was talking about that Jewish wedding in John 14, and he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Well, yes, I do. Do you? You believe in God? Believe also in me. This is the Lord Jesus talking here. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Did you notice that he said they are there? This is very important to look at grammar in from the Bible. There are songs about him going to prepare mansions. Nowhere does it say he's preparing mansions. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And it all comes to understanding when you think about the Jewish wedding he is referring to in his relationship between him as the groom and believers in Christ as members of the bride. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So he's preparing a place other than the mansions. The mansion's already there in his Father's house, the Heavenly Father. And then he said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And that's the second coming, folks. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And that's the heart of the Lord Jesus wants to, <laughs> he wants to see his bride, his espoused bride. He wants to take her out of here, known as the rapture, the taken up of the church. And then the 
millisecond that that happens will be the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. We'll not be here. The bride of Christ will not be here. No, he's taken us to a place that he's prepared, like in that Jewish wedding where the groom is told to prepare a place for his bride, and it's there on location of his father's house property. And his father expects him to build this bridal chamber for his bride to be. He does, he works, and he works, and he works. Well, the bride is in great anticipation because the bride does not know when the groom is coming to take her until the father of the groom tells the son, okay, you've done a good job. It is finished. The bridal chamber is finally done and ready. The place you have prepared for her. Now, go and get her. And I'll tell you right now, this is exciting. And with great anticipation, both the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and the bride, we are anxiously awaiting this event where he will come again. And when he does, he will appear first to the bride, not to the world, but to the bride at the rapture. And he will take us out of here, known to Bible believers as the rapture of the church. And there, for seven years, we'll be in the bridal chamber, going through the judgment seat of Christ. You say, is it going to be that long? Yes, because in the Jewish wedding, the bride was taken to the place prepared for her for seven days. There she was to prepare herself for the wedding supper, because during those seven days was actually the honeymoon. We have it kind of backwards in today's society. We have the wedding, and then we have the meal, and then we go off and have our honeymoon with our spouse. But back in Bible days, the honeymoon occurred first, and then the official wedding publicly you might say, and the supper, the meal, and that's the marriage supper of the Lamb will occur. So therefore, you say, where do you find that in the Bible? I'm glad you asked that. Now, we're Bible believers here, and uh, we preach the Bible. We're not going to tell you a bunch of stories. We're Bible preachers. If you consider what I'm saying, Revelation in chapter 19 tells us, verse 6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're born again, you're the wife. You're part of the wife. To her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. This is why the judgment seat of Christ is necessary. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. The point is that this is being told to us at the end of the tribulation. Revelation chapter 19 is at the end, at the very end 
of the seven-year tribulation period. No doubt, right before he comes back to fight what we know as Armageddon. Yes, because he has to come back, land his feet on the Mount of Olives, and on and on you go. But the fact is, before that happens, there's going to be a marriage supper. And once that occurs, he's going to get on his white horse. We're going to get on our white horses, and we're going to follow him back to the earth. And he's going to fight the armies of the world, 25 million plus, we estimate. But he's going to have victory. Yes, and he's going to put down his enemies. And uh, we figured out that he will trot in under his feet of the winepress of the fierce anger of Almighty God. And we estimate there'll be 200 square mile of blood to the horse's bridle. Can you believe how much blood will be shed in that battle? But the Lord Jesus will have the victory over his enemies and put them on, under his feet. Yes, indeed. Much can be said about all that, but uh, I do want to draw our attention to some very irritating news for the last few minutes that we have here. That has to do with uh, what I have uh, heard that uh, because, you know, the Israelis have had to send their drones to decimate these uh, munitions depots uh, over there in Iraq and other places wherever they are, because they're too close to Israel and they're a threat to the safety of the nation of Israel. And uh, they've destroyed these uh, munitions. Well, the United States, because we have soldiers over there still, had to make some kind of remark. And uh, they had said in so many words that Iraq had a right to, or has the right to defend itself. Well, <laughs> I hope that Iraqis have enough sense to realize they ought not to do anything about that. After all, they're guilty allowing the uh, Iranians to, to have their munitions there on their property. These munitions are eventually going to be used to funnel back to the Hezbollah terrorist group there in Lebanon to attack Israel. So the Iraqis uh, know better why they have tolerated it, why the United States has tolerated it. They ought to repent that they allowed the munitions to be there in the first place. I do not blame Israel for taking them out. Why didn't the Iraqis take them out? Why didn't the United States take them out? You know, did we not violate the sovereignty of the Syrians when we took out their biological uh, missiles? You remember? From the Mediterranean, we shot in there with our missiles and took them out. We did violate Syrian airspace, did we not? But we had to do it. Well, Israel had to do it. So instead of being critical of Israel or giving the hint that we don't uh, like what happened, though Israel has not admitted that they have done it, everybody seems to believe they have. Nevertheless, we need to stick up for our friends. Give me a hearty amen for that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot I wanted to say today, but uh, time has flown away. But I will tell you this. I hope uh, you enjoy the Hope Israel Baptist broadcast as much as I do. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be conceited about it. I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy speaking the truth. And I hope you realize I speak truth in love. And I hope you realize I must speak the truth. By the way, you can do nothing against the truth before it. So don't criticize me now. Don't be upset at me. 
You got to take it up with God. This is the word of God. We surely want to show you the truth, the way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You need to realize that only through the Jewish Messiah can you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you die today, heaven will be your home. And you can. If you're under Holy Ghost conviction, you realize you're guilty before a holy God and deserve the penalty of sin, which is death and hell. And the Bible says death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire. And you realize you not only believe that there is a place called hell, but you deserve to go there. But you're under Holy Ghost conviction, you're under conviction of sin, and you acknowledge that you're a sinner. Then why don't you cry out to God right now and tell the Lord Jesus you're sorry for sinning against him, offending him, and you want to turn to him from your wicked life, from your idols, from your adulteries, from your fornications, from whatever. But sin is what's condemning you. The wages of sin is death. That's what's going to condemn you, my friend, is sin. So will you repent of your sin? Repent means to turn, to turn from it. So you turn to God, you'll turn from sin. And then when you're turning from sin, then you embrace Christ by faith, knowing that he's the only one that can take away the penalty of sin and you put your faith and trust in him alone, and he will save you. I hope this happens to you today if you're not saved. And if you are born again, will you rejoice with me to to know the blessing that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever? And so, ladies and gentlemen, I should like to hear from you. Pick up the phone. You know, with all the automation going on, you could just tell your phone, you know, tell your phone to ring us, 844-644-4426. That's uh, easy to remember. A lot of fours in the numbers there. 844-644-4426. Just give us a ring. Tell us that you heard us on your station that you're listening to. Give us the call letters. Let us know that you listen. That's all. We just want to hear from you. If you're looking for a good Jewish ministry that's reaching the Jewish people with the truth, an old-fashioned, I mean old-fashioned Jewish ministry to the Jews, the Hope Israel Baptist Mission is the one. 